Befriend Your Body podcast, the peaceful tortoise versus the harried hare. Hello, Gio. Hi, Wanda. I love the title. <laughs> Looking forward to what you're going to tell us. Well, I, I used uh, I, I used hare instead of rabbit, just okay. because I like the alliteration of the harried hare. Um, harried being, you know, busy and crazy. Um, so that's... We'll see if I do a good job of connecting the material with the title. Good. I bet you will. I'll try. So do you remember, listeners and Geo, do you remember the old child's fable of the tortoise and the hare? Very good one. It's the story about a race between a tortoise and a rabbit. And the moral of the story is that slow and steady wins the race. While this may seem like just a nice children's story... It can also be a very cautionary fable about us, about our overscheduled, overstimulated, distracted, fast-paced, busy, busy lives. Many of my clients and even friends sometimes get caught in living a lifestyle that I call water skiing across the surface of life. I'm very, very familiar with this lifestyle because I've spent most of my life doing this. I've been working very hard the last 10 years to not do this, but it has absolutely been um, a way that I just learned to live. Moving very quickly, keeping momentum, um, speed for the sake of speed, and getting stuff done, feeling adrenaline and liking the feeling because it feels productive, um, and even feeling really important because, you know, surely someone this busy must be a valued member of society. There's many reasons to overschedule ourselves, but certainly ego is, is one of them. So that's why I called that the title. Do you have any, any thoughts or anything come to mind with what I'm saying, Gio? Uh, yes, I'm kind of seeing myself a few years ago when I was working in this big multinational company, and I could do so many things at the same time and for long, long hours. But what is interesting that I feel is that that was not only my inner expectation, but I felt that other people, bosses or colleagues mm. or my employees, they were all expecting the same. And if you didn't do that, you were mm. not engaged enough. You were not, uh, you know, that, that's the impression that I have, that it mm. was also expected from outside. Is that true? Well, I think that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that, but it, it can be true. I mean, it kind of depends on your company and the boss that you work for, but I think you're right. Um, before I um, became my own boss and worked for myself, I have worked for plenty of different corporations, mm -hmm. and it's true. Usually there's, uh, especially the last 20 years, there's such high expectations on employee production rates. And also what tends to happen is, you know, people there's attrition, people leave or get fired and then they don't replace them and then they just mm -hmm. sort of expect the people left to just take up the slack exactly. and so at some point I was working for a corporation that will remain nameless um, and I was doing four people's jobs mm -hmm. and of course only getting one person's salary. Uh, but yeah, you're right, that can be an absolutely an outward expectation and that can contribute to getting stuck in that pattern, mm -hmm. right? If I have an internal expectation that's one thing, but if I have an internal and then someone externally also demands that of me, that makes it a little harder to stop. And people kind of now believe that that's the standard and that's how you should be living because if you're not living that way, you don't have a tribe, you don't have uh, something that you, you really want. I don't know if, uh, if I'm expressing myself, but I feel that if you want a simpler or calmer life, people kind of look at you with some weird eyes, like you're lazy. 
Well, that's another good point. And, uh, you know, some people do. And, you know, the culture, our, our culture that we live in shapes us, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think if we're wise, we determine different areas of our life where we need to be countercultural. Like, mm-hmm. we need to be opposite of our culture. So if our culture says, go, 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 do, 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 stay busy 24-7... If we want to protect our physical health and our emotional well-being, we actually need to say, no, I can't do that. And we'll talk about that a little later in the podcast Mm -hmm. of how important it is not to be going on adrenaline. But I I agree with you. That is part of our challenge is that we are getting that message and therefore that's how we're living. And I think it's no coincidence that there is so much anxiety, so much depression, so much addiction, and so much obesity, to name just a few problems in America, because people are living beyond their limits all the time. And when you live beyond your limits, it does not go well. If you're trying to drive to San Francisco and you only buy one tank of gas, eventually the car (laughs) will just stop. So I am actually very grateful for some wise therapists and some spiritual directors in my past who have lovingly and graciously sat with me and encouraged me and helped me to begin to walk away from this lifestyle to help me understand the importance of slowing down and enjoying my life the importance of being present and the importance of respecting my limits and I am very grateful for them and because it was a habit for so many years occasionally I still fall into it so that is one of the struggles of old habits can be really hard to shake But there are many people that I know, like I said, clients and friends, who are still stuck racing through life at this, you know, water skiing pace. There is some comfort in speed, and you stay so busy, you don't really feel much of anything, right? If you're, if you're, if you're snowmobiling, for instance, over ice, which I used to do um, when I lived in cold climates, um, if you see a, like a slushy spot or like a spot where there's a hole, like the faster you're moving, the more likely you are to skip over it and not sink down into it. So speed can be safe in certain situations, like that instance, but it's not necessarily safe or good for us if there's something going on emotionally that we need to feel in order to heal and we just refuse to because we're just moving so quickly. And when we do move quickly, we don't have the capacity to sink deep and to deal with some of those things. Uh, You can't face, or it's hard to face unpleasant things anyway, but it's especially hard to connect with the sensations occurring inside of your body if you're moving really quickly. There's also a huge downside to uh, way too fast of a pace, go, 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 the harried hair lifestyle. Um, This pace actually causes poor health and physiological problems. And the kicker is you're actually getting less done and accomplishing much less than you think you are. There have been uh, quite a few studies done on productivity, focus, and um, basically in the workplace on human attention spans, productivity, etc. And the similar results keep showing up. The best cycle for productivity for human beings... So we're not talking robots here, we're talking human beings. Seems to be on and focused intently for about 50 minutes and then off or resting for 10. So our bodies and brains are actually wired to be at maximum potential when they work intensely for a period of time and then there is a short break and then we pick it back up again. Stopping and taking a break actually makes us more productive mentally, not less. 
So this balls-to-the-wall lifestyle where you don't take a lunch break, you don't stop to pee or eat or, or get a drink is not conducive to productivity. You may look busy, you may feel important, but you're probably so full of stress chemicals that your mind is not able to work correctly uh, and your body is feeling awful because when we don't listen to the basic body needs, we are not feeling safe or comfortable inside. So your ability to focus is basically shot. The other problem with this lifestyle is that it generates lots of adrenaline, which is not your friend in long-term big doses. Adrenaline is a stress chemical, and its job or purpose is to be released in times of danger to help us run from that tiger when we used to be hunter-gatherers a long time ago. Or we've heard of stories of mothers lifting cars off of their children. That's what adrenaline is for in short bursts and doses. It is not meant to be used like a secret stash of methamphetamine. When we race about all the time, our muscles are braced. We have that slight mm -hmm. bracing. You're, you're nodding, Gio. Mm -hmm. uh, we're bracing, and adrenaline is coursing through our bodies on a regular basis. Then, unfortunately, we subconsciously or somatically, physiologically actually is more accurate, feel as if we must be in danger, which brings up our old nemesis, body anxiety. We feel stress and jittery inside, even if there's nothing wrong. If you don't believe me, try an experiment. The next time you catch yourself racing about or wolfing down your food or moving through your day as if you're being chased, catch yourself and stop for a moment and deliberately move at the speed of the turtle for just, just a minute or two. It may be really challenging and you may even feel a little bit more anxiety at first. However, if you stick with it for at least a minute or two, maybe three or four, you will notice that your shoulders will begin to detach from your ears, sort of settle back down your back, your heart rate will begin to decrease, and your breath will begin to come slower and deeper. One of the gifts of going slow is that you feel much calmer and much more grounded. Any, any? It's, no, it is so true, and I feel that I need to do that exercise. And I feel sometimes... When I'm driving a little too fast, I realize that I have no reason to be driving fast. <laughs> I have nobody uh, that really is waiting for me. I just realize how anxious I am, actually. I step a little down on the accelerator, and usually when I'm on the road, I feel that energy of driving and getting wherever I'm going. It could be to the supermarket. It's not going to finish all the ice cream, so I don't have to be that crazy. <laughs> So yeah, I do that sometimes. It's great. It's a great exercise. Good noticing, because you know, it's true when we get to that place, even if there isn't a lot of pressure on us, just based on habit, we tend to move yeah. really quickly. I've been looking at it in terms of, of discipline versus momentum, because I actually, again, like I said, I struggled with this for years. Um, I actually feel a lot more comfortable when I have that fast momentum because stuff just seems to, like, I already am moving and so it feels internally like it's easier to get things done um, and it's easier to keep moving. True. Again, the problem is it's at the cost to my body. So what I really need is healthy discipline to say, okay, we're going to get some things done. We're going to rest, play, enjoy ourselves. And then we're going to have the discipline to get up and go back to work the next day rather than just work, 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 so I don't get out of the habit or the, the mm -hmm. pace of it. So um, I think about it in terms of, you know, not counting on momentum to keep me engaged yeah. with life, but, but healthy discipline. Great. I admire you. 
So this week, my encouragement to listeners and Gio and I is to try slowing down at dinner with family and friends. As Gio mentioned, slow down as you drive. By the way, the freeway will be a safer place if we're all driving close to the speed limit. Uh, Slow down when you have a conversation and see if you're able to be more present and more available to your friends or whoever you're sharing with. The best part about really slowing down and becoming present is you will be able to feel more clearly and more str- with more strength the love that you have for the people in your life and feel their love for you. We sometimes are just intellectually, I love Gio, I love Mia, I love... But feeling how much I love my friend Gio or how much I love your kitty Mia, like actually letting myself really feel that in my heart is very different than just thinking, oh, I love them. So slowing down and really being present allows you to feel, and that is so good for your physical health and your emotional well-being. Love and anxiety originate in different brain regions. So get out of the racing anxiety mode, and that allows you to access the parts of your body and brain that experience and take in love. The love you are blessed to be surrounded with, hopefully, on a daily basis. For more information, there's a great book. It's an older book, but I thought I read it years ago. It's called In Praise of Slow. And then, of course, there's the slow movement, slow eating movement. So there's lots of material out there. So just to close, we'll just do our going deeper question. Uh, what is your normal life pace? Is it usually manageable and relaxing? Or is it too fast and too stressful? Which, regardless of which one it is, what sort of keeps you maintaining this pace on a regular basis? Is it habit or is it a personal choice? So that's the going deeper question. So thank you for your your time today, Gio, and your great questions and engagement. Thank and you, Wanda, for teaching us and making us think a little bit more on how we're behaving. Yeah, well, awesome. So thank you, my listeners, and I hope you are able to experience being a little slower this week and notice uh, how it benefits your life. So have a great evening and take very good care.